Thank you. <laughs> All right. So we've got a lot of water baptisms today, like a lot. So um, if you are getting water baptized or you know someone getting water baptized today, um, we're getting the people to meet Piet in the kids' church room at two o'clock. That'd be really, really good. And so, um, yeah, it's going to be a really, really good afternoon. We've got, I don't know, maybe eight people getting baptized in water, which is awesome. And um, that's, a, that's a, you know, probably uh, it says he who believes and is baptized will be saved. So baptism is powerful. You identify with what the Lord did on the cross and then you come and enter into new life. So if you feel led to get baptized this afternoon and you haven't seen Piet, could you please see him after the service? That'd be great. Could we please receive our offering? Thank you for your generous giving unto the Lord. That would be good. And so, um, yeah, it's one of the major ways to trade into, by faith, heaven's economy of prosperity. Really, really is. It's huge. So while you're doing, oh, I'll give you a minute because there's stuff up on the screen. Um, but I'll talk about something first before you keep, keep that screen up. But next week, we have uh, all the way from Argentina, we have uh, Javier and Leo. And so um, that's going to be really, really good. I encourage, uh, I can hear there's a little bit of a, it's a bit of a harmonizing with some coughing going on. So uh, next week, I'm sure he'll be praying for people left, right and center because I'm asking him to. And, um, and so that's going to be, that's going to be huge. He's, uh, his testimony, I'm going to get him to share a bit of his testimony next week. But God's used him in so many different types of miracles. And so please bring someone next week. Um, even if it's in the, in the people in the overflow room, we will get people, he, I will make sure he prays for everybody. And we will squeeze the Holy Ghost lemon <laughs> over his life. And so really, really is quite amazing. It's one of the most incredible, someone coming into Christ and moving straight into their calling um, stories I've ever heard. And so we haven't had that many, uh, much itinerant ministry over the last few years. There's a few reasons for that. Um, but this guy's amazing. So um, you're going you're gonna to love it next week. So make sure you invite people and the sicker, the better. So plus we do get a lot of really good healings in healing rooms as well all the time. That's something massive. Um, you know, I was like, yeah. I've been on an interesting journey with healing and stuff like that, but I, maybe 15 years ago, I'm thinking, well, we've got doctors and medicine and surgeons, and I don't know if there's such a need for healing like there used to be. Uh, could I be even, uh, could I be ever more wrong in this day and age, you know? Um, so we need healing like never before. So I'm going to pray uh, before I share the word, minister, and then when I get into it, you'll, need, you'll understand why I needed to pray. Um, Holy Spirit, thank you. We just thank you, Lord, for uh, heavenly wisdom. We thank you for heavenly knowledge. We just thank you, Lord. Your word isn't like a sharp two-edged sword, it's sharper. I thank you, Lord, today. I thank you for the, the two-edged sword to cut away the flesh around the heart. I thank you for the two-edged sword to remove every veil that is surrendered in faith. We thank you, Lord, for the, the two-edged sword actually only cuts away the things that are holding us back from perceiving the realm of the glory. So Lord, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that it goes forward, goes forth and, and accomplishes what it sets out to do. So we just thank you for the dimensions of heaven. We thank you for the dimensions of authority and rulership. 
bless your word today. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you. We welcome you. We thank you for your river in this place. We thank you flowing through trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. We thank you flowing out of the temple. So thank you, Lord. We just thank you for uh, you're here and just uh, we uh, confirm your word with signs for following in Jesus' name. Amen. So there's a lot happening very quickly in the world, whether you look at, you know, uh, uh, government, Ukraine, uh, stuff, stuff here with our government, uh, the voice stuff coming up. You know, we're going to change the constitution only on a modest level, but we're going to give you no details. Absolute rubbish. And so then you have a look at all the other things taking place. And it seems like there's a little bit of a race going on. So in the natural, you've got Kronos and Kairos. You've got the season and you've got the TikTok, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, January, February, March type time. But in the realm of the spirit, it's very different. It's very, very different. And while there is, God is, he's the Lord of time. He's the one who was and is and is to come. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. So it's very, very different in the realm of the spirit. So what I usually do, I'll give you an analogy. Um, and um, is that I, well, I, when I get something, I go, oh, I could really turn that into a series. That could actually make my life a lot easier. But I feel that, I feel that there's, a, there's a grace when the Lord shows me something, I can actually put a zip file in you guys and you can actually start to chew on it and then actually uh, uh, let it unfold on the journey. You know, I remember um, a, a very, very close friend of mine's name's David and uh, he was one of my, uh, used to help me learning tennis coaching, okay? So David and the Holy Ghost taught me how to coach tennis, plus I was a very accomplished tennis player. And we used to have a bit of a joke. And he said, he goes, see that, see that kid over there, two courts away? I go, yep. He goes, that serve is terrible. I said, yep. He goes, I could fix that in three lessons. He said, but I think I could squeeze it into nine. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so that... <laughs> Because it's a business, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, <laughs> and there, there is, there is, there is a, a wisdom, wisdom with that per se. But, well, then you've got the opposite. You know, I remember Adam used to always say, Adam Thompson used to say in, uh, when he'd do some of his meetings, he goes, you know what, grade, he was talking about dyslexia and education and stuff. He'd say, he said, um, used to say, grade one were the best three years of my life. <laughs> so, so... <laughs> Yeah, top of the class. <laughs> so, <laughs> by the third year. So, <laughs> um, so it, I, I just feel there's a grace to be able to, um, you know, sometimes, I remember Jim Drown, a friend of mine, no pun intended, you'll see how there's no pun intended, in America, amazing evangelist, and we get on the phone and he'd ask me, you know, what's the Lord saying? I'd start to revelate. And he goes, Todd, when you start revelating, it's like drinking out of a fire hydrant. <laughs> like this, Jim drowned. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so what happens is that because we have these, thing, these messages are recorded, um, you, can, you can play these back. But today I want to, we've been talking about the realm of the invisible. We've been talking about, last week we were talking about trees of righteousness, trees of life. Those trees, they're, they're, the leaves are for the healing of the nations. Jesus is in heaven but he is on the earth by his Holy Spirit in us. Can someone say amen? And where the trees of righteousness and the leaves and the fruit are for the healing of the nations. So there's an eternal and a temporal aspect. We are, 
uh, of the order of Melchizedek. And so we are a genuine synapse, ambassadors between each dim- the, the heavenly and the earthly dimension. So one of the things is it's very important um, to, to, to realize that one of my encounters, uh, the Lord said to me, talk, God, I've just been praising God, praising God for hours a day, and then I'm, I'm, I'm having a heavenly encounter. And I could hear the Lord say to me, Todd, the Bible is to be understood from this place, from this place. When we don't understand heavenly writings from a heavenly place in the Holy Spirit, we try and, there's a thing called anthropomorphism, we try and bring God down to our human level. And obviously he did that with the incarnation. But we start trying to squeeze it into the matrix. It doesn't work, it won't work. You can never squeeze the parting of the Red Sea. Into, into the natural paradigm. You, you can't. Noah's Ark, you can't. It was a big boat, but yeah, there's a lot of animals. You know, oh, two by two, no, no. The clean animals, seven. Read your Bible. A bit of a Mandela effect there, I think. And, <laughs> and, so, and so we have to, we, we need God's wisdom. But what I wanna do is that firstly, it, it, we actually need the Holy Spirit to teach us, not just teach us, but teach us prophetically. Because there is prophetic teaching. Why do we need prophetic teaching? Let's go into Romans chapter 16, verses 25 to 27. Very interesting. Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel, this is Paul, and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began, but now made manifest and by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations according to the commandment of the everlasting God for obedience to the faith. To God alone wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever, amen. They're the prophetic scriptures. So you get teachers who aren't prophetic trying to teach the prophetic. Houston, we have a problem because we're gonna get stuck in the natural paradigm and it's not that. And this is why, this is why the angels revealed themselves from heavenly places to the shepherds in the open field. Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth and goodwill towards men. It's not just the good news. I and mean, we're talking the great news. In the invisible realm, it is so much better than we can perceive. Eye has not seen nor ear heard nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love Him, but He's revealed them to us by His Spirit. So this is why we've been talking about the realm of the invisible, because we've actually got to engage the greater so we can then rule over the lesser. Can someone say amen? This is why we're mapping it, but it's abstract. So we actually have to walk it through basically uh, uh, one step at a time. So, you know, I wanna touch on some uh, (laughs) scrippers. Just my dentures started falling out. Um, so, so I'm going to take us through <laughs> the Scriptures this morning. The ones that usually like you, if you were just like in a helicopter and you're just sort of like flying over like this, going, yeah, mm-hmm. but then you actually, they're abstract. And it's Paul when he's waxing eloquent about the realm of the Spirit. But we read them and go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what I want to do is I want to put them in a, in a digestible sequence and, and, and start to see what the Lord says about the invisible realm in and through and over our lives and around our lives. So Ephesians chapter one, verse 10 says that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ. So God wants to gather all things in Christ in the fullness of times, both which are in heaven 
and which are on earth in him. So we go, oh yeah, this is, this is gonna be exciting because one day that's gonna happen. It's a future event. And then if any of you have seen a meme with, with Tor's face on it, is it? Is it? A future event. So because remember the natural mind goes, if I haven't experienced it or seen it, it must be the future. Remember this, that when Paul, his, gen, his general modus operandi, when he would write these letters, he would start by outlining the invisible world and then he would back engineer the spiritual world to how we should behave. They're not new commandments. Don't lie, don't steal, don't fornicate, don't be a loser. Okay, those aren't new commandments. <laughs> it, it is, we need to respond appropriately considering how blessed we are, we are in the invisible dimensions. So we actually work, we connect with the eternal, which is, I wouldn't say it's fixed like it's static, but it's like immovable or unshakable like a rock, because He is our rock. All of these things in the world are moving, they can be changed, but God, unless He decides to move, He won't be moved. So we focus and build our lives on that, not on the things that can change. Things can change very quickly. And we, we, we'll discover that as we go into the Word. So what we have here, so you know, He might gather together in one, all things in Christ, which are in heaven and earth. He's gathering together all things in Christ, in heaven and earth. So that's a future thing. Well, is it? Is it? Ephesians chapter four, verses eight to 10. He's talking about the ascension gifts. <coughs> Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts to men. Now this he ascended, remember Jesus said, where, where I am, there you'll be also. This he ascended, what does it mean? That he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who, he who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And so the ascension gifts are to help the body of Christ ascend because He wants to fill all things through the church. So when we don't understand that, this is important because wrong thinking can actually put us into bondage. It really can. This is why it says in Romans 12, we can be transformed if we change our thinking. Don't just think thoughts are ir irrelevant. We have about 70,000 a day. Maybe some of us have 40,000 a day. You just walk into a room, you pick up the atmosphere, who's sitting where, what's happening, uh, the, the, the temperature, the, the volume of, of the worship or whatever, uh, the lyrics, um, associations start popping up. That, that's just in, intuitive. The problem is we, we get stuck on a cycle of thinking same or similar thoughts or patterns unless we go after and change how we think. So, so you have that he might, he might gather all things in Christ, in heaven and in earth, in the fullness of times, and then we've seen that the ascension gifts is connected to God, to the Lord filling all things. So it's not way, way, way down the track. And so we've been talking about with ascension, ascension gifts need to be ascended and teach others how to ascend. So Colossians says, seek those things that are, which are above. Seek those things that are above, Colossians 3.1. Seek those things that are, you don't have to put it up, that are above where your life is hidden in Christ. Seek those things which are above. Seek those things which are above where your life is hidden. That's ascension. So, and, and like when you, I can say that, but it's abstract. It's like a calf staring at a new gate. You know, they sort of like, never seen that one before. So this is really, really, uh, uh, okay, let's, let's put the scripture up that you just put it up. 
put up before. For it pleased the Father that in Christ all the fullness should dwell and by him to reconcile all things to himself by Christ. Everything reconciled to the Father through Christ. Whether things on earth or things in heaven, when? Having made peace through the blood of his cross. And you who once, this is, this is where it gets crazy. And you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled. So when did, when, when did the reconciliation ha- happen and when did he reconcile everything in heaven and earth? At the cross. That's when it happened. This is what Paul says. You go, but everything's, you know, there's a neural link out there at the moment and the central bank digital currency. Yeah, that's happening. Right, and governments are like yielding to, to you know, is, is, there a, is, there a, is there a politician in the world that does not have any connection through 10 degrees of separation or one degree of separation black, to black rock or vanguard? Is there? I doubt it, right? It's a conspiracy. Yeah, but it's not a theory. Oh, you got a bit It's true. Not quite warm enough yet. So, <coughs> very disappointed. Um, so, uh, so, you know, all these Q&A. Sure. What was that? We, I've worked that out when you walked across the stage. Yes. Yes. David Teague? Are you around David? He's over here. There we go. Look, there's a spare seat next to him. Okay, we got, we, we're connecting. We're connecting. Praise God. Yes. You can with me afterwards. But no, 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 no. A little bit later, a little bit later. Oh, okay, perfect. Order in the court. Okay. So, <laughs> it's all good. No, 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 it's all good. It's all good. So, <laughs> but come up to me afterwards. Absolutely. That's good. No, there we go. The variety is a spice of life. All right. Hallelujah. Now, listen. Where were we? Okay. Yes. Now, so <laughs> he's had. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Oh yeah, so it, let's have a look. Let's go back to Colossians. It says, For it pleased the Father that in Him all the fullness should dwell, and by Him to reconcile all things to Himself by Him. It says, Reconcile things, whether things on earth or in heaven, having made peace through the blood of His cross. And then it says this, And you once were alienated, and enemies in your mind, He's now reconciled. So this is funny, this is funny. So the people who are enemies to God in their mind, do you think God's really that bothered? <laughs> that you can make yourself an enemy to God in your mind. That's how, that's how powerful someone's mind is. I remember I was at high school and I had, I had no Christian up, up, upbringing at all. And I remember there was some, some, in my year, maybe year 11, some godly kids, they were Baptists and, and, and you know, they believed in Jesus and, and whatnot. 
And I remember just by default, I hated them because I was, I was full of darkness. I was really, and, I, and I'd, I'd made a decision to be anti-Christian and didn't even understand it because I was, there was a power source of darkness over my life. So it says that you were enemies in your mind to the wars of the Lord. That's really, really interesting because can you imagine, can you imagine, and this is just a terrible analogy, but can you imagine um, an ant being upset with a blue whale? I'm your enemy. Okay, so no, no, it's just ridiculous. And this is what happens is, is with our brain is that we actually put ourselves in these positions and things can change stuff. We, we can be, the, the heart of man is deceitfully wicked above all things who can know it. So you have all these things manifesting, right? And, and so the fact that we can be so deceived but we've got to be careful because what happens is the inner world is the world that's connected to the kingdom of God. But I want to talk about, we've just talked about how everything has been reconciled in Christ. Heaven and earth were reconciled, i.e. they're on good terms. Heaven and earth are on talking terms again. But we don't, we don't believe it necessarily. Why? Here's something really interesting. This is a phenomena, do, 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 do. Second Corinthians Chapter three, verses 12 to 18, if we could put. Therefore, since we have, oh, hang on. Yes, let's have a look. Yep. Therefore, since we have such great hope, this is a phenomenon of the inner world. We use great boldness of speech. Unlike Moses, who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look, not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. But their minds were blinded. For until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their hearts. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with unveiled faces or face, um, behold, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So we go, oh yes, so, so when, 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 when people who are, you know, Jews, <laughs> when they're in the old, old covenant, one day they're waiting for a Messiah and they can't see anything regarding Isaiah 53 or Isaiah 11 or anything like that. Um, uh, you know, Genesis 3.15 and so on and so forth. Uh, everywhere it talks about the glorious branch, rebuilding the temple. Uh, they can't see it and there's a veil. But do you think that that's the only veil? I don't believe that. I believe there are different types of veils. It actually says that the God of this world, little g, has blinded the minds of unbelievers unless, unless the glorious light of the gospel of Christ should shine on the inside of them is that unbelievers have veils. And believers have veils, even if they're not messianic per se, is it, is it pushing things into the future all the time? Fear, getting stuck in time, being stuck on the rat race, on the hamster's wheel, it creates veils. Bad teaching creates veils. Thoughts creates, bad thoughts create veils. They fortify veils. So if we don't experience something, now I, I remember in my 20s, we're talking like, I was in a very, very bad place in my uh, mid to late 20s. And so you have here, Paul proclaiming the absolute victory, the absolute victory of Jesus on the cross. 
Like, 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 like he openly triumphed over principalities and powers and he's put the churches ahead over everything's, everything is under the church's feet, but you wouldn't know it in many places. Everything's been put under the church's feet. So this is what God says. You're going, I, I can't seem to get ahead financially. I can't shake this. I can't shake depression. Can't seem to break through. And so I remember I had, when I came back to the Lord in my 20s, I was... I was very, very oppressed, depressed, spirit of heaviness, infirmity, poverty, the whole lot, the whole lot. And I remember I felt like I was fighting for my life. And then I started, I did this, I like from, from here, I was like started like almost begging God. It's like me, it's, I'll be, I'm, the best way I can put it is like me looking at you guys and begging for you guys to give me the microphone. I've already got it. I had a vivid dream where it was so vivid, I was in a pit. It wasn't that deep, but it was deep enough and it had demons all through it. And I remember I literally like, yuck, like hideous freaks, ugly. Demons are mutants, bad ones, okay? <clears throat> Not the cool X-Men type. We're talking, we're talking ugly, like teratomas, all right, <laughs> with legs that bad and I'm seeing these things and they're making all these horrible noises and I'm going I, I look up the sky because it, it was all dark around me I could see this and I yell get me out of here An audible voice because I have nothing changed I, I cried out again three times and three times the response was I already have I woke up and go that's a cruel joke that's a cruel joke but what happened is that I was so entrenched in my personal experience, I could not, I actually lost sight of the power of God's word and the kingdom of God. I was so stuck in my own dark belly button. And God said, I have delivered you, but I couldn't see it. So, so this scripture says, let God be true and every man a liar. Well, this is my experience, fine, but you got God's word. See, our feelings are fickle. The amount of times I've seen people twist things, Jesus said, this is a crooked generation. Going from A to B, because you just do this, but they're like, how come I can't get breakthrough? Crooked and twisted generation. Because when we actually exalt our subjective experience, and I'm not talking about prophetic encounters per se, and I know those all have to be weighed and tested and they're anecdotal, but if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. But you've got to, there's got to be a place where the Logos can actually carve away the rubbish that's been built up around the hearts. Because I was, I was suffering. I was suffering, I was crying out to God. And this is what's interesting, is that the deliverance that I, I received wasn't how I thought it would happen. See, this is what's so cool, is that God taught me how to praise Him. See, uh, the Jesus, if Jesus, we don't, we don't know the Lord like we think we do. We're overly familiar with a God we don't know that well. Because Paul said that I may know Him. Paul, Paul. Do you think one day you're gonna hit critical mass of your knowledge of the Lord? Let me know how that works out. And so, so you, you, I'm thinking, you know, the, the angel's gonna come in and I'll, I, no, no, no. The Lord had taught me how to praise Him. See, if, if, if I want you to, we're gonna do some deductive reasoning here. If Jesus is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, He is the Creator, which means He's creative which means he is the songwriter of songs. He is the 
poet of poets. He is the creator over the creatives and he is the Lord of the dance. See, we just don't understand this stuff. Oh, I need this. No, 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 no. See, he, 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 people go, I just need my life changed. But we, don't, we choose to not engage him in praise. People are, oh, we need ministry. I've really, and then the, most of these people have never, never given themselves over to praising God. It's not a formula. It's just put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You know, just, uh, I'm sure mental health facilities, and there's not a lot of them any, around anymore. Thank goodness we're not in LA. Anyway, but there are people who don't just have genuine issues and neurotransmitter and endocrine issues and all sorts of stuff, episodic, chronic, acute, all of those different things. There are people who actually do see in the spirit. They see angels and demons, but no one believes them. That's a, that, that's a reality. But you know what? God is saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not just a warrior. I'm not just a man of war. I'm a poet. I'm a musician. I'm a songwriter. And if you give me glory and stay in that place, not only will I rebuild the tab David's fallen tent and bring in the Gentiles, but I'll manifest my glory over you and bring spectacular breakthrough because I'm already dancing over you. And then you got people just going, where's my breakthrough? So I learned to praise God. I'm in the pit. I can see demons and God saying, I've delivered you. You're delivered. And I'm going, what? And so I learned by faith to lay a hold of the invisible dimension and believe the words of Paul that I'm already blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly dimensions in Christ. That he chose me before him, before the foundation of the world. That, that uh, you know, like I'm accepted in the beloved and so on and so forth. I laid a hold of those invisible realities, but I did it through praising Him, through singing him to, to Him a new song, to worshiping, to being grateful, to being thankful. It's that easy. It's that easy, but it'll have to take over your life. Can I get an amen? amen. This is really, he, he's, he's the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. He's the Lord of the dance. He's the poet of poets. Do you don't think David just made that stuff up? He was leaning back into heaven and those words would come from the Lord. Because Hebraic thinking is completely circular. It's somehow, it says, it says that Jesus in the midst of our brethren, He's proclaiming the goodness of the Father. This is hectic. This is the invisible world. And so because I did that, I got spectacular deliverance because I chose God's ways over mine. You know, I could just yell. I could yell until I ran out of spit about binding and loosening. That's fine. But I praised God like He had already delivered me. I praised God that He had already reconciled heaven and earth through the cross. I praised God like I believed Him. And guess what? I created a pathway for the King of Glory to come in on that donkey over the coats and over the palm branches on the triumphal entry into my life. And everything comes into order. But people are stubborn. They will not praise the Lord, especially in the West. We don't move. We don't praise God. We act like we're doing Him a favour and we will die in our pride. It's deception. Now you know why I prayed so much before this, the Word. All right, so, so <laughs> let God be true and every man a liar. You don't have to come here every night and do the tabernacle of David. Come as often as you can, but praise God at home. Praise God. You just, it's, it's, it's like, this is not a good analogy. It's like you've got a hammer and you're hitting yourself over the head going, Lord, why am I in pain? He's given us the avenue of deliverance, put on the garment of praise with the spirit of heaviness. 
that we might be established and called trees of righteousness and the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. He's given us that way. And just our conservative, passive ways have to be smashed if we are gonna be part of that stone cut with our hands, hitting the base of that image and filling the whole earth. We actually have to do that. That's why God was so insistent on David's fallen tent, according to Amos and according to the book of Acts being reiterated by, by the apostles. It's, 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 it's indispensable to creating open heavens of angels ascending and descending. So that's how he's the Lord of the dance. He, he's, the, he's the poet of poets. He's, he's the creator over the creatives. But more specifically, when you start praising God, you realise that you're already ascended. Oh good, I'm hot. You're already ascended. Could you? This is, this is what the Word of God says. Whether you feel like it or not, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you feel like it or not. This is what the Word of God says. Let's do Ephesians. Let God be true and every man a liar. Ephesians 1.20 says here, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. So Christ was risen from the dead and declared to be the Son of God with power by the Spirit of holiness. So Jesus is the right hand of the Father. But this is where it gets crazy. Ephesians chapter two, verse six says this. And he raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's already, that's not future. So this is why we can't just be leaning on our own matrix experience. We actually, Paul, at the beginning of his letters will say, I am going to massage this into you. I'm gonna decree it. I'm gonna explain it. I'm gonna break it down. He said, everything's had taken place at Calvary. Heaven and earth have been reconciled. Now it's up to humanity, i.e. the church, the body to lay a hold of it and believe it. So let's have a look and see what he has. Let's, let, let's see what he says specifically about you on top of this. Uh, Ephesians chapter one, verses 20 to 23. The invisible world, which he worked in Christ. Uh, yep which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Far above. Can you guys say far above? Far above. All principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named. That happened when he rose from the dead, right? And ascended, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet. Who thinks this is amazing? Everything is under Jesus' feet and gave Him to be head over all things to the church, which is His body, the fullness of Him who fills all in all. This is a present tense reality. So what we've got to do, you go, well, does my life reflect that? It might not. <laughs> Probably doesn't. <laughs> okay, it doesn't. So basically... <laughs> <laughs> and so you have this, this is where we, 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 why we're mapping the realm of the invisible. Because you start to, God's word does not return to him void. It, it, when Paul says this, he's like waxing eloquent. He's just, he's working himself into an ecstatic frenzy in the Holy Ghost. He says, oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't lie to each other. Don't cheat, don't steal. You know, like, like, but he's emphasising the invisible realm. And that's what we have to focus on, not behaviour modification. And it's good to be across what's taking place in the world. But there's a reason why, there's a reason why the Lord's done this is because we are with Him in heavenly places. You either believe you're getting your brains beaten in or you believe that all things are under your feet. And that takes a journey. 
So we actually have to work from the finished work and the guaranteed reality of what God has said. That's where we work from. And then we walk it out. And then we walk it out. But I'll tell you what, we've become very naive because it, it actually says ascension gifts are to be ascended and to teach people ascension because the body of Christ already ascended, but they don't realise it because they've got veils over their heart. Everything you need is in a heavenly place. And we are meant to be that synapse between heaven and earth because heaven and earth has already been reconciled. You know, you got a lot, like I'm very confronted as an intercessor. If I have a look, you know, do you remember we talked about the seasons? This shouldn't be the case, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna just con confess. I'm just gonna, I'm, hang on, I'll put this. I'm not confessing a sin, this ain't a sin. People are, oh. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, is it, is it, time, it says in Ecclesiastes 28, time for this and a time for that. Time to love and a time to hate. People go, you can hate sin, you can hate lies. I have, I have a hatred, a hatred for the spirit behind the media. I hate the spirit behind the media. It divides to conquer. It's a liar, creates death and fear. I hate the spirit behind the media, whether it's Leviathan or whatever. I hate that spirit. And what, too many people listen to that spirit. And if you, you sit there long enough, you'll start to believe it. Jesus says, be careful what you listen to because it will be multiplied back to you. There's a principle, be careful. Don't just sit there. Like eyewitness news on nine MSN and bring anything to the table. You almost need to repent of that stuff. Pause and meditate. No, 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 no. Because wrong thoughts fortify veils and veils keep you out of your destiny. I've got to be passionate about this. I don't want to get up here and, and flap my gums week in, week out. Week in, week out and see no one change. And I appreciate a, 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 a nice feedback and encouraging words. I appreciate, I, I do, I take that on board. However, it's transformed lives we're on about. That's what it's about. Not, not about bums on seats. Either the gospel is real or it's not. And we're talking like, it says greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. You know? But we're not talking like just another deity. We're talking about the infinite creator of the universe here. But we've got to lay a hold of his word. But we need to know. Can I go a few minutes over time? Is that okay? Shikabamba. Okay, good. Because we're not only are, are we to be seated with Him, we are to transform the earth. But, but we're naive and we're too earthbound. And, and unfortunately, sometimes we have to take a cue from fallen beings and back engineer what they knew. It's like insider trading. So let's have a look at a really prophetic scripture that's in Isaiah 14. And God's talking to Lucifer, who was the light bearer. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, if he was, if was South African, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend <laughs> into heaven. I will exalt, exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation. Interesting, that's Zion, folks, on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet you should be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. And you go like this, you go, well, he's been booted out. Revelation 12, 
okay? When they were ministering, Jesus said, I saw Satan cast out of heaven like lightning. He go, but he's the prince of the power of the air. Yeah, that's what it says. But we're above the air, are we not? Are we not? We're above the air. See, all things are under our feet. See, he rose above, far above principality, power, might and dominion. Far above and you're seated with him. See, we have to lay hold of these invisible realities until they become ours. Otherwise, you will get intimidated by the spirit of a, of a cold. Or, or someone saying something offensive to you and your world fall apart. Come on. You know, <laughs> they haven't been nice to me lately. <laughs> We're called to change the world. God died, became a man and died for us. And, and this, is, this is why this is so exciting because we're trading from certainty and we, 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 we abide in the certainty so it overtakes us on the inside, whether it's through osmosis or a direct encounter. And then we actually start to live out what the Bible says. But it is from a place of rest in heavenly places, specifically Zion. Over and over and over again, it talks about the mountain of the house of the Lord, the mountains of God, the mountain of God. Can we just, just chuck some Zion scriptures up there, please? What's so powerful about the fact that you're already in Zion? It says, the Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion. Rule in the midst of your enemies. When you are aware that you're seated with Him in Zion, you rule. You're not meant to be nice Christian. That's what we've done. We've devolved into a, into a cartoon. And we've got just pastors obsessed with just building a church. Don't get involved in politics. We don't mean mix those two. It's because you might need a brain. Legitimate. You go, if that's offensive, be more offended, offend, offended with the lockdowns that didn't work and the masks that didn't work. Be more offended with that. Because it, it, it's just, that insults your intelligence. We need, we need believers in every sphere of society. Who believes that? We do but we gotta do it from heavenly places, place of rulership in the mountaintops. We're not going up into the mountains, we're coming from the mountain. There's a big difference, but that's what we have to, not just practice the presence of God, realise we come into the Word and let the sword of the Spirit cut away the veil so we actually realise that we're already seated in heavenly places. The things that God shows you is another layer coming off. Whenever you look to the Lord, a veil is removed and it's not just the Old Testament and the Old Covenant, it's way more than that. Let's do another Zion Scripture. Yet I've set my king on my holy hill of Zion. Gosh, you wanna be hanging out where the king is, don't you? But he's the king of kings. He's, 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 he's the king of kings and he's made us kings and priests. Zion, we're talking like Zion's laughing. Zion's not stressed. So yes, things in the natural are galloping through, but in the realm of the spirit, it's completely different. God can fit a millennium in a day. He's God. He's God. What's the next one? I think it says it where we've already arrived. Hebrews, I think it is. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to innumerable company of angels. That's where you are. And this is why wrong thinking and bad teaching will fortify veils that will keep us out of the realm of the Spirit, keep us out of that place of worship. You know, oh, I'm really finding it hard. Learn to praise God, be really good at it. But I can't sing, I'm sure he'll be fine. If you can't sing and you're really into praising God, just don't hang out with me, all right? I've got enough of that in my own house. All right, so praise God. Okay, we're landing the plane because we need to land the plane. Um, 
you can't compare the prince of the air with Zion. See, the enemy got kicked out of Zion. He's not in Zion. That's where everything happens. That's the Mount of Congregation. Did you know that the church is registered in heaven? You go, well, do you have membership of the church? Nah. <laughs> I don't people members of churches and go there twice a year and to the AGM and other things. And, 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 and the heavens are like, no, 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 no. It's, it doesn't matter. It's, you're registered in heaven. That's where your registration is. <laughs> That's where you already are. And, and, and so, so, so this is why God's got us mapping the invisible dimensions is we're not called to escape the world. We're called to transform the world. This is, if, if, you, if you put your, all your eggs in the form of basket, I'll tell you what right now, whatever you be, be, behold, you'll become. And so this is why in the visible realm, the good, it's not the good news, it's the great news. So walking it out, you go, well, this is a fixed place. It's not fixed, it's dynamic, it's not static. However, it's immovable, can't be shaken. We're talking about the rock. We're talking about our God, the rock, okay? And everything you can see can be changed and moved. Heaven will not be moved if it decides not to be moved. So we're way above principalities, powers, might and dominion if we start feeding on the fact that what's happened in the realm of the invisible. Exodus chapter 15 says this, you will bring them and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance, in the place, O Lord, which you have made for your own dwelling, the, the sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. So God plants us. When you cultivate, change your thinking, you cultivate the fact that you're already seated with Him. Meditate on it. Praise Him for it. Psalm 148, praise Him from the heavens. You're in Zion already. But it doesn't feel like it. Veils. That's what the Bible teaches. Isn't that, isn't that crazy that the difference between a, a perception that's natural to the perception what God says is true is just veils. So, so this, is why, this, is, this is why it's exciting. It's not sort of like, it's not getting into a religious frenzy. It's actually like everything you need is in Christ. It's above circumstances. It's above fear, pain, everything. But the only thing between us and realising it is veils of the heart. What's the next verse? Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. So now that I'm giving you language or the Lord's, no, the Lord's giving you language through his word. See, if you can picture it, you can lay a hold of it. You know, people go, God says, be holy for I'm holy. And a lot of people, if they're honest, they're honest. Now, not you guys, you guys are different because you're mature. But a lot of people watching, they were honest, especially if they had a young sort of a thinking, they would equate holy with boring. They would. It's don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. That's, that's not, it's, not, it's not the way it is. We're talking like holy is a, such a multifaceted, crazy word of, of being set apart, of being in a high place. Now you can see is clean hands and a pure heart. You go, he hasn't lifted up his heart to an idol. Do you, do you hold things in your heart with greater affection than the Lord? That's an idol. It's really simple. No, 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 no I don't have idols. We'll just, let, we'll just compare your worship on a Sunday to when you go to the footy. It's not hard. Why just like, like this? And sort of like some of you guys just sort of had a conniption fit. Anyway, so I had to shock you. So, 
So, so no, no, it's, it's, it's legitimately that way. David danced like such a maniac, his wife despised him. He was alone. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> New York. <laughs> Or sworn deceitfully. Hey, you guys are fine, people who don't come here. Please don't lie. Don't be a liar. I'll tell you why. You ready for this? When you lie, you're gonna have to tell the person you lied for that breach to be restored. Why go through that? Why go through that? People lie habitually and they lie so much, they're given over to it. So I think, now I'm not a naturally, like I'm, I would say I'm a very truthful person. But I didn't, I wasn't born that way. I hear my mum's voice down the hallway, bellowing down the hallway as a child. Todd! I didn't do it, you know. And <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> Can I have a minute? I didn't do it. So, didn't do it. So now, if you lie, an accusation comes against you. Especially if that lies affected other people, has to be made right. You won't go up that holy hill. You won't. This is why it says speak truthfully to one another. And so, and so now, now you go. I I want I want to I want want the Lord. <laughs> I, I want to be up the holy hill. No no no. That's where that's where we need to be. Because in Zion, Obadiah one seventeen, people will possess their possessions, and there'll be deliverance and holiness. Holiness brings you into a frequency and alignment of purity to have fellowship with the Lord. And so rather, the, the end is the, the, the goal, the end is the Lord. Holiness is the journey. And I understand that He's our sanctification. He's our wisdom. And we start to throw that stuff out and we don't go through process. You can be planted in His mountain. You can actually pluck yourself up easily by freaking out, by living in rebellion, by running from your calling, by not, all, all the above. It's a pro, it's a, we're working from a fixed place of victory, right? The invisible dimensions of Christ. And if you, if you, if you don't grow weary in due season, you will reap. Don't be, be immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. So this is what's so cool is the invisible realm is way better than what we can see in the natural. We've got to engage by faith in the invisible dimensions. Ha! <laughs> Sound like James Brown. All right. So too many people just live a natural life until they're in crises, God, and He delivers them and they go back into carnal living and, and crises instead of from faith to faith, glory to glory, faith to faith. Paul says, I wanna be found, counted, counted worthy of that resurrection. Right? That's for another week, right? And he says, I'm I, I, forgetting those things that are behind, I press forward in the upward call in Christ Jesus. There's an infinite dimensions of heaven to engage with now, now. This is why it's so exciting. Holy Ghost, can we put on some worship pads, please? Did you enjoy that steak this morning? There's a lot of the Word in there, but you know what? You lay a hold of the Word. You lay a hold of the Word. Repetition brings revelation. Repetition brings revelation. Get your communion out. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Thank you. The invisible world. The victory of Jesus. Hallelujah.
do this pretty much every time we meet. But again, you're doing a physical act that's connected to an invisible reality. And when you keep connecting to that invisible reality, it starts to form in your heart. And when it, fasts, when, it, when it forms in your heart, then what happens is you have those things that you believe for. This is the way of faith, the just shall live by faith. It's amazing. I'll tell you what right now is that the only way we could get anything done, especially in this day and age, is if we know we're already seated in those heavenly dimensions and we're in Zion. That's where... God does the healing. That's where God opens eyes. That's where God breaks off depression and heaviness. That's where God manifests His glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm just going to pray over communion. Jesus, thank You. Thank You, Lord. You're the King of kings. You're the Lord of lords. You're the creator over the creatives. You're the poet of poets. You're the Lord of the dance. We thank You, Lord, as we engage by faith and celebrate that Your Word is true and that You are faithful, Lord. If we are unfaithful, You'll still remain faithful because You cannot deny Yourself. And we thank You. We thank You. Your Word is faithful and You are revealed as faithful and true. The Word of God, You never leave us nor forsake us. We trade in Your goodness. We bless You. We celebrate You. Bless this communion and let it quicken our spirit, our soul and our body. In Jesus' Name, Amen. is insane but we've underutilized it I want you to stir, I want to stir you up to jealousy two people two people way inferior covenant than what we're under and yet they connected with this dimension all the time one's called Enoch one's called Elijah they didn't have what we have let that stir us up to jealousy they were so, it's not a case of they have a religious devotion. They saw things they can't unsee. And David was like that. <laughs> David was dying. He wasn't like Hezekiah, give me 15 more years. They tried to rouse him many different ways. But he's like, he saw, he saw too much on the other side. Saw way too much. But we get to engage that now in the Holy Ghost. And what happens, the only time you're truly free is when you're completely baptised from above in heavenly places in the love of God. Make you a better person, a better spouse, a better parent, a better friend. Holy Ghost. I'm just gonna pray with you guys and we'll finish. Maybe some of you gotta zip up to Munta. Thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for veils coming off. We thank you for a spirit of rejoicing. We thank You, Lord, for, for all of Your goodness flooding in. We just thank You, Lord, that your, your life and Your light swallows up all darkness. It is inferior. Darkness can never overcome light. Just thank You. 
Keep everyone, protect them, bless them in Jesus' Name. Amen. And if you wanna get hold of this T-shirt, you can see uh, James or Beth. All right.